It's the Matt Collins Show. It's the Matt Collins Show. Hello, 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 and welcome, friends. We've uh, we've made it to another episode of the Matt Collins Show podcast. Uh, it's episode eight. It's episode eight. It's our second lost numbered podcast. Uh, of course, the first Lost Numbered podcast was uh, episode four, featuring my guest, Kira Holt. Um, you should check that episode out if you haven't already. That's that's a really good one. Good conversation with Kira. Friends, it's Monday, May 11th, 2020. It's 6.08 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. 6.08, my former, uh, well, actually, that's still, that's my current area code on my on my telephone. It's not the area code in which I live, though. Yeah, so what's going on with you guys? Did you have a good weekend? Uh, mine was pretty eventful. Um, big stuff is happening, it seems like, uh, in terms of like my internal life, my emotions. With the full moon this past, the last week on the 7th, um, man, that brought up some stuff. There was um, the title of today's podcast, which I reserve the right to change, is uh, I, I've, there are a lot of D words, digging, day jobs, deadlines, and defeat. Uh, these are some of the themes, among many themes, that I will be discussing on today's episode. So like I was saying, I um, I had an eventful weekend, uh, and we were talking about the, the full moon on the 7th, which um, brought out the digging portion of uh, today's uh, set of themes. Um, a lot of things were unearthed. Um, I felt like this was, uh, in the week leading up to this full moon, I felt like this was all like, something that could not be stopped, um, like something was coming, something was building, and inevitably uh, it happened, and I kind of got to a really bad, annoyed, frustrated, angry place on uh, on Thursday, and I had some difficulties uh, working through it, but uh, I still continue to work through it. Um, issues regarding the, the type of person I am, the type of person I've been, the type of person I want to present to the world, um, issues regarding how I have had a tendency to kind of make myself palatable to others and all that kind of stuff, um, all the issues r related to my authenticity as a human being or lack thereof, and all the issues that go along with realizing that maybe I haven't been as authentic as I, as I, as I could be. Maybe I've let other people make choices for me rather than having the confidence and uh, um, self-assuredness to make those choices for myself. Stuff like that. I was dealing with a lot of that. Uh, relationship issues, um, just kind of reckoning with with my station, reckoning with, um, like, it's, it's hard to get people to pay attention to the stuff I'm doing. So, um, you know, thinking, how can I present things a little differently? How can I get people involved and build the community I keep talking about? Um, all that sort of stuff. Um, getting frustrated, getting annoyed, all that. But, um, that was Thursday with the full moon, and um, I was able to work through a lot of it, and um, I had a really great weekend kind of reckoning with this stuff, uh, coming to conclusions, kind of uh, all the negative ideas I, I, I was experiencing, all of the, the negative thought patterns and opinions I had about myself. I was kind of able to to reconsider and, and revisit and debunk a lot of those, um, and I'm building... 
I'm building a new a new version of myself, a new improved version of myself. Uh, the hardship I went through over the last week, uh, coming to terms with this um, unearthing of issues, um, that helped. Like fresh soil is now is now brought to the surface, and we can plant new seeds and ensure that they have the uh, the nutrients they require. So yeah, I spent a lot of time over the weekend just playing my guitar, avoiding deadlines uh, related to my day job. I keep putting stuff off, uh, which has me feeling a certain way. But I've also I made great strides in terms of my um, my musical performance, just practicing and practicing over the weekend and uh, getting um, more in tune with my approach to vocalization, which comes from my approach to confidence, which comes from my approach to just being a human being. Like, am I going to be... Um, Am I going to be sort of a a shy, sort of overly modest person who doesn't like uh, take ownership of my own abilities, um, or am I going to have confidence? Am I going to put myself out out there in a, in a way that's like truly authentic and doesn't deny that I actually have like some pretty powerful abilities? Um, Stuff like that. Uh, a lot of thinking about that stuff. I'm going to get into more of that uh, later in the podcast. Um, I had an idea that I want to do. Um, I want to be a ween tribute act. This is sort of a sideline thing I figured I could do that I would actually have a lot of fun with. A uh, one-man ween tribute act. I'm thinking of calling myself Dwight Pepper, which... Come on, you've got to admit that's pretty clever. Pretty clever. Of course, Ween has an album called White Pepper, um, and being a one-man Ween tribute act, I think Dwight Pepper would be a pretty cool name for that. Uh, honestly, I feel like I am a pretty good um, combination of the Gene and Dean Ween sensibilities all rolled into one person. So I spent a lot of time watching the Ween Live in Chicago DVD, uh, picking up some stage moves, uh, learning some fingerings, um, getting more and more familiar with the Ween catalog. Uh, so I can, like, I, I doubt that I'll be playing any shows anytime soon in, uh, with, with this idea, but it's something I, I want to do maybe for live streams, something I can do that's maybe more attractive to people who are getting sick of hearing my songs and who aren't interested in taking a chance on some dude with a guitar who's written his own songs. Who cares? But people love the music of Ween. Uh, the people I think would love my music the most are probably Ween fans. So if I can attract them this way, I feel like it's more likely that they'll get into the music I release and get into the podcast and everything else I'm doing. Um, so yeah, Ween tribute act idea. Um, like I, I, I'm learning all the, like I've, I've learned like two dozen new Ween songs over the weekend, something like that. So yeah, I could be working on my album. I could be learning uh, mixing techniques and all that stuff I've been talking about. But um, I also could be working on my day job, and I don't want to do really any of it. So what do I do in these circumstances? Well, I um, I clean the house and pick pick things up and stuff like that. Typically, uh, that's not what I did this time, though. This time I decided I'm going to learn uh, a bunch of Ween songs. So maybe that will end up being fruitful. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, my hair continues to grow. Um, stuff like that's going on. Man, you guys, I'm just really frustrated because of this day job shit. I guess that's what it all comes down to is the way I'm feeling these days is is really like I have all this stuff I want to work on and put out there and spend time doing and exploring and learning and, and expressing and, and building 
all that. But um, I've got this day job project that I've been putting off too long, and I just really have to devote now all of my time to it. Um, every second I spent doing anything else is a second that's um, going to be spent in agony working on this project. Um, my day job is as uh, what I like to call it is an executive ghostwriter. Um, what I do is I, I I get hired by like either consulting companies or marketing companies or um, business owners themselves. Because business owners, people who run their businesses, recognize the need for having written content out in the world, but they don't have the time or motivation or ability to do it themselves. So um, I get paid to get in their heads, figure out what they want to say, how they would say it, um, and then I write it out for them, and I get paid pretty pretty okay to do that. Um I've been desperate to get out of this line of work for some time. I really don't like it. Um, sure, sure, it's 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 superior in so many ways to so many other things I could be doing to earn a living, but um, it's also just completely exhausting. It makes me feel like shit about myself. It brings a lot of stress and tension into my life and into my relationships. I've got one last big project, which, by the way, I'm super grateful for because it means I'm going to get paid. Um, so I've got money coming in for it. I've got probably a month's work of worth of work to do for it. Um, and I'm getting paid for basically five months of work for it. So it's a pretty sweet situation, but it's a big project. I don't want to do it. I don't know how I'll get the energy to do it. Um I don't know how I'll even get started doing it, and I hate this. And this is how my this is just the nature of my job. This isn't just this time. This is the the, the situation, the characteristics, the conditions under which I'm working. This is just typical. I get a big job. I feel the sense of relief that okay, I've got work. They want me to do this. I'm going to get paid this much. All I have to do is sit down and write it. And from every other writing project I've I've ever participated in, it always ends up being way easier and way like less of a big deal than I I think it's going to be. So really, all I have to do now is just sit down and get started and write it. But um, I find that to be impossible right now. Um, I'm putting, uh, pushing deadlines back, which is okay. There was a lot of, um, wiggle room built into this project. So I, I don't feel bad about that, but it's still like, all I want to do is make music and, and do podcasting stuff and, and write songs and record these albums I'm working on and put stuff out so that I can get this career going. But now I have no choice, but to kind of put everything else on the back burner so I can I can work on this this project. What I'm doing is I'm writing a book. I'm ghostwriting an entire book for a client who is a chiropractor. I'm not going to get into much more detail than that because I, you know, I don't want to reveal that this person isn't writing their own stuff. Um but I'm writing this project for this 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 book for this chiropractor. It's the second book. <laughs> I've written one book already for this person, for this client. Um, now I'm writing another one. I don't know what else to say about the subject that, that wasn't already covered in the first book. That's another challenge. Um, I just, I'm losing interest <laughs> in, in this job and the time it takes to do it and the lack of energy it leaves for other things. But... And, and honestly, this is my least favorite thing. It's this pattern of like getting getting 
relief from, okay, I got this job. I've got money coming in. Fuck it. I can start working on it in a couple of weeks. That couple of weeks turns into a couple of months, so on, so so forth. Um, and then it gets to the point where like, I should be working on this work project. Um, and so I sit down to do it and then I realize, fuck, I don't want to do this. And so I get up and I start doing other things. The problem is that none of those other things are things related to my values or things I want to accomplish. Like instead of procrastinating uh, the, my procrastinating with this work project being me working on my album or writing a new song, it's me just kind of going down internet rabbit holes of, um, just, just, just dumb shit, just dumb shit. Like looking at old album reviews and movie reviews and, um, just, just researching like, um, I wish I could come up with some examples for you. What I'm saying is like, you know how you waste time on the internet? That's what I do too. Uh, and I regret it because at the if I'm going to be not working on my work, um, at least I should be doing something that's related to my values and related to stuff I want to accomplish. But it seems like I can't do that. The other thing that sucks is that when I'm in this in this mode it seems to be all or nothing. I can't just work on the project for a little bit and then switch gears and work on music for a little bit and then switch gears and have dinner and then come and work on the podcast. Um, this is stuff. Yeah. I, I, I could probably be working on and, and improving, but it's like at this point, it's, I don't want to learn how to be better at this day job because I don't want to have this day job in the first place. So this is sort of the classic, like one more job and we're out situation, man, if I can just get this one job done, that's it. I'm done. I've got a little bit of money to carry me through the next several months. Um, I could focus completely on music and get a really, really strong infrastructure built up with that. Um, so I can start making money from music and podcasting and all the media shit I'm doing. Um, yeah. But I, I can't seem to, to put any attention to that when I'm working on the work stuff. So basically what I'm saying is everything is going to get backburnered. It's very frustrating. I'm angry about it. I'm going to try to keep putting the podcast out every Monday, but I can't make any more promises or burp. I can't make any promises about it. I just ate a Lara bar before getting on the mic. So I'm, 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 I'm digesting stuff. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. There's the astrological stuff happening, emotional stuff happening, some challenges, some like momentum I had seems to have stalled and we're going to have to spend some time working on a project that I'm going to have to hold my nose to accomplish. Um, but again, like I said, it's going to be easy. It's going to end up being easier than, how difficult I think it's going to be right now. Right now, it feels like the weight of the world bearing down on me and I can barely breathe. When I'm done, it's going to be like, God, why did I make such a big deal out of this project? Why didn't I just sit down and write the thing? It wasn't that hard. Um, oh, another aspect of this is my level of quality control is way, way too high. Um, I don't need to think so much about this writing. I can just kind of shit it out, um, you know, to be crude. That's really all that's required. And me shitting something out is something that the client is going to be completely satisfied with, overjoyed with, in fact. So stop overthinking it. Just do it. Then I can get back to the music, back to doing all the things that uh, make me feel alive. But uh, making money also kind of makes me feel alive because it allows me to buy food. Um, so, yeah. 
ah, what a weird time. And of course, all of this is happening in the midst of a global pandemic um, and in the midst of going back to work and going back to business and and, then opening up the country, opening the economy back up, which, um, yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Again, like, why did we really love the way things were so much? Have we forgotten how much we fucking hated this world before all this happened? How the dominant narrative, if you talk to anybody about anything, is how much everything sucks these days? Um, And we want to go back to that now? No, 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 we're not going back to that. There is no going back. Even if we could go back, we... I mean, we can't. It's just an impossibility. Um, everything has changed. There is no going back. to. There's never any going back ever for anything ever. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What, what else? What else happened? Um, we lost some people. We lost Little Richard. Um, singular genius, alien, sweaty, wild talent. Um, like, why try to be anything else? Um, I'm going to get into that in the next segment, too, a little more. Um, we lost um, Florian Schneider from Kraftwerk. Um, that's a band that's extremely influential and extremely important that I just have never really gotten into. I feel weird about that um, because that's absolutely music I should know and, and understand, at least on an intellectual level, if not like a heart, emotion, vibe, connection level. Um, but that's okay. I've got a lot of blind spots. We all do whatever. So I'm going to spend some time getting into the music of craft work in the, in the coming days and weeks. I think, um, they put out their music starting in the, in the seventies. And, um, basically they, the, the people of craft work, the members of craft work, imagine being them in Germany at that time, like their parents were the Nazi generation. Um, crazy shit. And imagine like growing up in the aftermath of World War II and Nazism and Hitler and knowing your parents and family members and uncles and aunts and people from that generation that you're supposed to be able to look up to and learn from um, and get your values from that are, they are completely bankrupt. Imagine having no one to look up to and, and no one to trust and, um, and coming out from the rubble of World War II being a German, like that's got to do something to a person. And that's got to create something in someone that that probably can't be created any other way. Um, and, the, and from a lot of what I've been reading, this is what contributes to what makes Kraftwerk's music so special is, is that cultural, um, the cultural conditions under which it was made, under which the people in the group were formed. And that includes, of course, Florian Schneider, whom we lost this past week. So, um, hey, are you a person who enjoys the music of Kraftwerk? Uh, let me know what you think. Tell me well, like, what, I sh- what I should get started with. Tell me what I should be paying attention to in the music. Uh, tell me about how they've influenced. Like, I want to learn. And, and like, if you're a fan, um, I would appreciate your pers- your perspective. So uh, send me an email. It's matt at mattcolic.com. If you have anything to say to me about anything, um, that's the place uh, where you can correspond with me. Um, so yeah, let me know what, what you think of craft work and, and how I should... Uh, how I should get more into them. Uh, maybe if you write something really nice, I'll read it on the air, on the podcast. So that, that would be pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, let's see. I think that's all I have for now for this segment. I'm going to come back um, and talk a little bit about the idea of how I want to change my narrative as an artist, as a musician, um, how I want to change my story. Because if you're going to be a music a musician and make a career as a musician, um, you need people to pay attention to you. And honestly, most people don't give a shit about music, uh, don't understand music. Um, it's more about the story. When somebody becomes popular as a musician, it's not so much about the music as much as we would like to give credit to the music. It's more about the persona, the story, the context. Um, I had come up with a story that I thought was kind of compelling and it, it could work for me. And it was true and it was authentic and um, I was going to go with it. Then I lately I've just kind of realized just how boring and not compelling that story was. And I've been thinking a lot about like what I should do next. How, how can I re-engineer and recalibrate and tell a better story, a more compelling story, one that um, other people want to be a part of, which is crucial for anyone who wants to have a career in music. You need other people to want to be a part of your story. So I'm going to take a little break, drink some water, come back and chat some more about that kind of stuff. All right. All right. Bye-bye. I mean, stick around. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. All right. All right. By the way, um, when I use, uh, when I type the word or write the word all right, um, I actually use it as two words. I make it two words, all and right. I kind of am against all right as a one word phrase. It's, I don't know, seeing A-L-R-I-G-H-T. Like, is that a word? Um, So I always do all right, two words. I also do okay as one word, O-K-A-Y. These are all just nonsense things anyway. Like Annie and I were talking about this yesterday, in fact, how language is just kind of like there's no science behind it. There's no like actual methodology that resulted in proper language. It's all just consensus. It's all just a certain number of people agree that this is how this word should be spelled or that this is the meaning of this word or that this is a word. Um, They reach a consensus and then therefore that becomes a word or that becomes a figure of speech or that becomes the spelling or pronunciation or or whatever of something. Um, so yeah, language is, is always evolving and growing and, and morphing. And I guess if you want to say all right and have it just be one word, that's cool, man. That's cool. Okay. By the way, that that's like an abbreviation. Okay. There was this thing. I, I need to do some research on this and figure, like figure this whole, this whole thing out where there's like this deliberate misspelling of things. Like there's, um, and OK stands for all correct. O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T. Um, like so, something that they used to do back around the turn of the century, uh, the 19th and 20th centuries. Um, like the deliberate misspelling of things to make an acronym for it that you'd have to, like, I, I don't understand. Um, I'm going to do some research on this and get back to you on that. Anyway, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to talk about language. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about the authentic me, the real me. Um, 
the me that doesn't make myself palatable to others, the me that doesn't put a restrictor, a governor on myself, the me that just shines brightly. Um, yeah. Um, it's important to be authentic. It's important to express myself authentically. And it's important to understand the difference between humility and modesty. Um, Oliver Herford, who was a, a British writer, rather a British-born American writer, Oliver Herford, he's got a quote that says, uh, modesty is the gentle art of enhancing your charm by pretending not to be aware of it. Uh, Maya Angelou, the poet, uh, she said, modesty is a learned affectation. As soon as life slams the modest person against the wall, that modesty drops, like a stripper's G-string, she added. Um, so modesty is is some fake-ass shit. Modesty is some fake-ass shit, uh, but it's kind of like the currency people use in interpersonal relationships where I come from. Um, a sort of that Midwestern nice that you hear about, that Midwestern modesty that put your nose down and you work hard and you don't make a big fuss about it sort of deal. Um, I am fucking sick of that. It hasn't served anyone. Me being dishonest as a means uh, of being modest, who is that serving? Me saying that I'm just okay as a songwriter. Me saying, yeah, I'm an okay guitar player. You know, I'm all right at music. I'm no better or worse than anybody else, you know? So yeah, like who is that serving? Who is that serving by me denying my actual abilities as a musician? I am in fact an excellent musician. I am, in fact, world-class. Um, I am, like, if you want to measure it on an objective scale, like, I am, like, within the top 1%, certainly, of guitar players and vocalists and musical people in this world. Um, it would be ridiculous to pretend otherwise. Uh, so I'm not going to pretend otherwise anymore. I'm not going to be falsely modest anymore. Um, I am very good at what I do. I am fucking excellent. Um, and the, the narrative that I had been putting out there was one of just modesty of, Ooh, I'm taking this one last shot. Ah, oh, man, I'm 43. Boy, I sure would be grateful if I could get one more shot at music. If these people would just give me a chance and be on this journey with me. And boy, if we work real hard, we can do great things. And gosh, I'm just so fuck that shit. Like I'm really fucking good at music. I wasted a lot of time thinking I wasn't good at music. Um, and so now fuck them. <laughs> fuck the world. I am not going to pretend that I'm anything other than a fantastic musician and performer. Um, so if that rubs you the wrong way, friends, um, yeah, I, I apologize. Um, but I'm not going to pretend to be some some modest, like, run-of-the-mill garden variety person who might catch a break and someday earn a living at music. Um, I'm sick of that whole general uh, larger narrative, too, where, you know, we're just, we're just struggling. It's so hard to make a living with, you know, the streaming world. Nobody gets paid anymore. And, God, you just got to catch a break and make those right connections. And you got to play all these shows and gig. And maybe you, you meet somebody who can help you out and... Um, and then like, God, you got to play all those shows, maybe four or five people showing up and this is what builds character. And that whole, like that whole struggle narrative is just such fucking bullshit. Like, why would I willingly 
insert myself as a character in a narrative like that. Um, as you know from what I talked about in the previous podcast, episode seven, um, I believe that it, we create reality with our imaginations. Imaginations. So me imagining myself as somebody struggling to make it, and then maybe someday I build a large enough community of like whatever, 500 people that are nice enough to pay me money because they want me, they think I'm a, a good boy or whatever, and they don't actually give a shit about the music because nobody's telling them that the music is good because people need to be told what music is good. Ah. So anyway, TLDR, <laughs> modesty versus humility. Um, I'm not going to be modest anymore. Um, I'm going to be humble, which means who am I? Who am I to have received these gifts and talents? I am merely a speck of dust in an, in, 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 in an ever-expanding infinite universe. Um, the fact that I have these talents must mean something. The fact that I have this conviction to be excellent at music, the fact that me, this white farm boy from Wisconsin who comes from a non-musical family, should have world-class talent and feel and vibe for music. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Um, that's fucking weird. Um, and like, who am I to have these gifts? I am, I am nothing. Um, it is. And so therefore it is magical. It is mystical. It is, it is, it is wild. It is a spiritual, it's like a miracle that I exist and I am forever, <laughs> um, grateful and humbled by that fact. And the fact that I get to exist in a world with so many wonderful, talented, amazing, inspiring people who do what I do as well. Um, the fact that we were chosen to do this thing, like I, I feel so humble. I feel so humble, um, that I want to share my gift with everybody. Um, that's what humility is. It's not saying that I am the greatest. I am the best. These people suck. I'm actually better than them. Um, you might actually get some of that language from me because I, I plan on, uh, in, in terms of with regard to this new musical persona, I kind of want to import some of some hip hop braggadocio into it. I want to import some like, like it would be fun to start a beef with somebody. <laughs> it would be fun to start a beef with DJ Khaled, uh, right? Like, how come he gets to like yell, "I we the best music over all quote unquote his songs? Um like, and everybody's like, you know what? He is the best music. You know what? That is the best music. Um, as if there is some objective standard or, or something, or as if DJ Khaled yelling it makes it true. Like, fuck it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to start saying I'm the best music. Why not? We all die, friends. We all die. Why should we be fucking falsely modest and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, if you're sure, if you could, if you could tip me a dime, I sure would appreciate it. It'd help me put some gas in the car to get to the next, next gig. Fuck that. I'm an outstanding fucking world-class musician. I deserve to be lauded. Well, now, okay. Now I'm, now I'm taking it too far. I don't deserve anything, um, other than to be able to express my gifts completely authentically. Um, whether anybody gives a shit about that, that's, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I feel like it's going to happen. It's much, much more likely to happen with me being honest um, about my abilities and my gifts and my my ambitions than just being struggling middle-aged guy takes one more shot. Who gives a shit? Um, that's another thing. People don't want to identify with a struggle. They want to identify with the person who has overcome the struggle. 
Um, so by me per positioning myself as somebody in the midst of a struggle uh, with maybe I'll make it, maybe I won't. Yeah, yeah. My like my instinct is to say no, thank you. I'm not signing up for that. However, if I position myself as uh, one of the greats, as somebody who is world class, as like a, a, an amazing like talent that you're you are unlikely to see anywhere else, um, then the conversation is based on that. The conversation is well, is he really? that amazing at music or is he not rather than the conversation being oh another white guy with a guitar is struggling so you see what i mean here um so it's going to take some time <laughs> calibrating all this stuff i think because like it all ha it has to match me this persona this narrative it has to match me i have to feel good with these words coming out of my mouth um I have to have it fit the music I'm making. I, I can't be saying stuff in my narrative that contradicts the stuff I'm saying in my songs, which is interesting. Like I can't be full on like braggadocious and have these songs that are just about spiritual oneness and coming together and we're all connected like that doesn't quite fit or maybe it does. I don't know. But this is just where my head's at. Um, I feel like one of the um, the people in our culture I'm going to be looking up to the most as I kind of figure out how I'm going to navigate this new persona and this new narrative is the comedian Chelsea Peretti. Uh, Chelsea Peretti is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Like she is like absolutely one of the best. Uh, you may know her as the character Gina Linetti on the show Brooklyn Nine Nine. Maybe you know her as the wife of Jordan Peele. Um, I know her as like an amazing, funny person who uh, has she used to appear on all my favorite like comedy podcasts way back in the day. Uh, she had her own podcast, which she releases intermittent episodes of called Call Chelsea Peretti. Anyway, she released a stand up special back in 2014 that was called One of the Greats. And it's and she just rides this line so perfectly of like true belief that she is one of the greats while also using that to mock usually sort of these self-serious like male comedians who are like, oh, I went through so much struggle and I emerged on the other side as one of the greats, man. Like people who take themselves way, way too seriously. Uh, so she manages to both come across as truly one of the greats while also successfully lampooning people who try to present themselves as <laughs> as something um so um so obviously like braggadocious i keep using the word braggadocious because i can't think of a different word um she was asked about how she kind of settled on that persona and how she decided like to just start calling herself one of the greats. Uh, and here's her quote. She uh, said, I feel like women are frequently seen as guests in the comedy world. You know, a kid sister of the quote unquote real comedians. Um, and that, that line is not so much relevant to what I'm thinking about, but still it gives context for what she's about to say. Uh, she goes on. I like the idea of positioning myself as legendary rather than trying to fit in. I like the idea of positioning myself as legendary rather than trying to fit in. God, I fucking love that. Now, and she goes on. Now, do I see myself like that every day? No, but I think it's a funny attitude. And maybe on some weird spiritual level, maybe it's a good attitude. God, I fucking love that. 
Like, why would you position yourself as just trying to fit in? Oh, is there room for me here? Um, instead of being like, I'm a fucking legendary artist. Everyone should be paying attention to. Um, God, I fucking love that. And I feel like if I say that, it's going to turn people off. And good. Those aren't my fans anyway. People who have no ability to detect a sense of irony or th those types of shades, like they, they aren't people I want in my audience, to be quite honest with you. Um, they are not my ideal fans. Like people who would think, yeah, he says he's one of the best, but he's not very good at all. Like, good. <laughs> like, I don't want you as my fan either. Um, and then, you know, if there are people who actually believe that truthfully, great, like that's fucking gravy. But really what I'm going for is the people who like wouldn't pay attention otherwise, who would now pay attention because they see somebody riding this Chelsea Peretti line and that like triggers something versus just another fucking guy <laughs> trying to be modest. Oh, I'm all right. You could listen to me or you could listen to some other random white guy with a guitar. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit is what I'm saying. Okay, what what else is there? What else is there? The, the, this idea of modesty versus the humility. Um, humility is just taking up too much space. I am an entertainer. I am a showman, a front person. Um, I have to give people something worth paying attention to. Watch me struggle so I might earn a living is not worth paying attention to. Um, yeah, I, I guess those are my thoughts on this subject. I'd love to know what you think. So once again, uh, reach out to me on social media or uh, preferably via email. Uh, the email address again is matt at mattcolic.com. Uh, yeah, guys, I think that's about all I have today. Um Oh, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I deactivated my Facebook account. I was, I was feeling like really coarse and raw and like uh, scorched earth, uh, sort of burn it all down at a sort of attitude last week with the full moon and, and all the crazy shit I was going through emotionally. So I deactivated Facebook. I deactivated LinkedIn. I'm thinking about deactivating Twitter and Instagram too. Um, I wonder if it's even possible to be a musician and <laughs> have a career without doing social media at all. I'm con considering trying it out, at least uh, for a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. So don't try to find me on Facebook. You can still find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the best place to see what I'm doing is on uh, my website, which is mattcolic.com, M-A-T-T-K-O-L-L-O-C-K.com. Uh, the Patreon is where you can support me with money on a subscription basis. I'm going to be putting out uh, more bonus content soon. I've already released a bonus episode of this podcast. Uh, episode 6.5 is available only for patrons of Matt Colic. Uh, that's patreon.com forward slash Matt Colic. If, uh, if you are a subscriber at the $5 level, you can get that sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content. Um, I'll be putting out uh, some more of that later this month and, and trying to put out as much as I can. Like I said earlier, with this day job bullshit happening, there's going to be um, probably less happening. But the sooner I get through it, the the sooner I can get back to business, back to my bullshit. Um, regardless of what happens with the day job stuff, I do uh, intend to keep putting the podcast out every week. Okay. So, yeah, um, I guess that's all I got. Leave a rating, a review. Um, I would really appreciate it. You guys are the best. I, I love that you're listening to this and downloading. I would love you to uh, to write me and let me know what you think. Um, 
I keep talking about getting guests on the show again, but then I keep thinking like, God, I don't want to deal with the hassle of scheduling and all that. But soon, soon, maybe after episode 10, I'll, I'll get on the, the guest thing again and, and get some people, some other voices on the podcast. But uh, for as long as I have uh, something to say for 30 to 60 minutes every Monday, I guess this is what I'm going to do. And I'm super grateful that you're here to listen to me do it. Um, my name is Matt Colick. I'm a fucking world-class talent at music, um, and I can't wait to share my music with you. <laughs> I love it. I am truly one of the greats. Um, I am just a piece of stardust that was somehow gifted with this immense talent, and I'm glad you're taking this ride with me. We're achieving great things together, friends, and it is definitely not a struggle. Uh, guys, we'll see you next week. I'll be back with a new episode next Monday on the 18th. Uh, oh yeah, Microorganism is not going to be coming out this Friday. <laughs> I don't know when, probably not till next month, but I'll, I will keep you posted on it all. All right. Thanks, friends. I love you. Shine on. We'll see you next week. 